Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Today, we're going to talk about debt. Yeah, you know, some people have debt, other people don't have debt. A lot of you out there have it. The question is, what is the difference between good debt and bad debt? We're going to talk about it today on the Invest Well Show. All right, so let's jump in. Good debt versus bad debt. You know, I met many of you out there have probably gone through a lot of courses. There's a lot of training, a lot of information out there about how to get out of debt, live beneath your means, you know, the baby steps, all of these things, and a lot of good training out there. Uh, and, and many of you know the name Dave Ramsey, right? He's talked a lot about uh, financial peace and what to do there. And I think that's really, really good starting points for many people so they can fiscally get themselves in order, get their finances in order. But I got to tell you, there is the difference between good debt and bad debt. And so it's important to understand that. But before I share that, I want to share our kids. So my family and I, we've been watching again, kind of rewatching, I should say, if you've ever seen, uh, there's a series that was done. I think it's really well done through the History Channel. And it was called The Men Who Built America. And it goes through the story of like Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie and um, you know, J.P. Morgan and all these other all these other folks that just a few of them, Henry Ford, a couple others that were in a place where they literally did and, and, and brought to America a lot of the things that we have today, which is amazing. Uh, some of the things that they created and built. So if you've never watched that series, a little side note, this isn't a History Channel plug, but <laughs> I thought it was a really cool series. But we're watching that series and watching those uh, guys build and do what they do. And certainly there was some negatives to it along the way. Right. Some uh, too, too many hours worked for the workforce and all these other things. But one of the things that I started thinking about is simply the fact that, you know, like when, when Carnegie was in a place where he wanted to build a massive bridge, he had to create this idea um, of, of building this bridge because it would save time and shipping goods. And so ultimately it would increase profits for many companies, not just uh, him. But he was in a place where he wanted to build this bridge, and he ran into a lot of challenges, right? And one of the challenges that he faced was the iron that they used before was not strong enough to support the weight of the length of this bridge. So consequently, a whole new industry evolved and came out of this, which was steel. Hence, the bridge was made out of steel. Before that, steel was primarily used for silverware and smaller objects. And now, as we know today, we look back and we say, wow, steel's everywhere. It's used in skyscrapers and all kinds of things. But what was interesting is at the beginning of that process, Carnegie had this idea to build this bridge that would be used for, um, again, transporting goods and services. But what he did not have is all of the funds to do it. So he had to go out and pitch this idea, essentially, to investors and say, hey, this is something that I believe in. This is what I see we're going to, et cetera. And I, I'd like you to be a part of this journey. Well, obviously, those investors invested their money into this idea. Now, in a simple form, that's debt. That's him basically borrowing money from other people saying, hey, I want you to be involved in this journey. Now, obviously, they were taking risk and being in a place where if they if it didn't work out, they could have lost all of their money. But essentially, it's the idea of him kind of taking on other people involved in the process, which is them loaning him or being involved from an investment perspective from a, for, for, with capital, bringing money to the table. 
And I one of the things that I thought about is in that series, a lot of the men that grew businesses really exponentially did it by using um, wisely debt to their advantage. So I think when you take a look at debt, it's so important for us to step back instead of just saying everything's taboo and all debt is bad to really step back and say, well, there's a difference between good debt and there's a difference between bad debt. So I want to start out with bad debt because that is, uh, I think, most oftenly um, where people find themselves falling into the traps. And that's quite honestly where some of what Dave Ramsey talks about I agree with and I think makes a lot of sense. I would disagree probably with some of his philosophy when it comes to maybe investing or certain types of debt in general. But I think we do need to evaluate and say, what is bad debt? And I'm not saying is it anything, by the way, is a negative to him at all, because I think he's doing a wonderful work in the country of helping families and people in general uh, become more financially free, um, become more stable, and also be in a place where they're kind of living in a place where they don't have angst <laughs> day in and day out because they're just overwhelmed with all of this debt. So let's talk about de- bad debt first. Well, bad debt in a lot of ways is when you are significantly overextending for, say, a car, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you don't always go get a car and don't get loans or don't lease or things like that, but you always want to pay attention to what are the ratios of your income in the car that you're buying. What can be even wiser, by the way, with that debt is if you actually own a business, because now if you own a business and you buy a car, if you buy the car, if it's a certain size, you can write a certain amount of it, up to all of it off in taxes for the year. Now, you still have to pay for it, so make sure make sure that you account for that, okay? And then, obviously, if you lease a car, you're in a place where if you own a business, you can deduct that on your taxes as well. But if you are overextending for a vehicle because you want to drive down the road and everybody else sees that you got a cool car, you are mentally in the wrong lane, and you potentially are going to make yourself stay poor because you got to have stuff. That's what you want to evaluate. The second type of bad debt is for clothes and consumables. I can speak for this firsthand. I remember years ago when I was at Liberty University um, and I went to college there, they, I got my very first credit card. It was the Discover card. They give you a card. It's like giving candy to a baby, right? Your kid's in college. You're like, oh, yeah, I get a free dinner. And you're going to give me a credit card? I'm in. Give me, give me a card. Listen, even David, the cameraman here, and our, our kind of semi-producer, he's helping us in the process of saying, I know what that's about. He went to college. But I got to tell you, I'm there, and I get this Discover card, and guess what happened? I ended up running up a bunch of debt on the card, and I bought a lot of things like clothes and consumables that, quite honestly, were worthless. I mean, I was the kind of guy that said— Uh, Because I grew up from a family that was okay, but we were not financially in a place where my dad gave and gave and gave. He said, Mike, if you want to go build things, you need to do it on your own, which at the time I was like, come on, dad. But later on, I look back at that and I appreciate it. So I was the kind of guy when I get my credit card where I said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to this store in the mall and I saw this jacket and it fits perfectly, this leather jacket. It was $400 on sale, big sale, like 50% off. I'm like, this is amazing. I got to get two of these. I mean, I, I can't just have one. I need two. So that's exactly what happened. And, you know, it's interesting that when I left college, I ended up having about $21,000 of debt just from the credit card of things that I literally did not even own anymore. That's clothes and consumables. 
right? Buying all of these things because I thought I had them, had to have them in the moment and I don't have them anymore. And I got this debt. Luckily, um, I was in a place where I was able to work hard. I got my act together. I got my finances together and I was able to pay off that debt in just about a year's time because I really worked hard when I went back home to Pennsylvania. So I'm thankful for that. But in the process, my mind was going and saying, well, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this. That's bad debt. So if you're doing that, stop it, right? You don't need a new iPhone all the time. You don't need the newest this and the newest that and the newest this. The reason they advertise and market to you uh, for these things is because they know you have a lack of self-control. When you gain self-control and you stop doing these things, then what happens is instead of making other companies rich, <laughs> you start having a little coin yourself that you can not only invest in the markets or invest in ideas, invest in opportunities, invest into a business idea that you may have. All of these things happen when you start to make better financial decisions. Now, the fourth, or should I say the third uh, uh, piece of bad debt, don't ever do this, borrowing money to pay off debt. Now, when I say don't ever do that, I guess what I'm saying is if you're in a place where you are financially struggling and your interest rate on a card or something is 13, 14, 15%, and you can get maybe a initial period where it's like zeros percent, you know, or something like that for a period of time, then maybe it makes sense to do that just to transition for a lower rate. But don't allow yourself to get in the habit of doing that. Don't allow yourself to get in the habit of borrowing money to pay off debt. It's just not, not a wise thing. And the last thing, uh, number four, as far as bad debt, and there are probably others, but this is just the four that kind of stuck to my mind as I was working through this. The four, fourth one is borrowing to invest. When I say invest, I'm talking about buying stocks or bonds or things like that. I'm not necessarily talking about investing in a business that you want to create. I'm talking about investing into the stock market. The reason is if you are not in a place where you are studied, disciplined, and really good at this process, and nobody wins all the time, by the way. Anybody that tells you that every single investment they've ever made has gone up is lying. <laughs> a little newsflash. I've been doing this. I, I've had financial firms for 21 years, right? Wall private wealth, U.S. private wealth, helping families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. And I can tell you that not every single investment has always worked out exactly like we wanted it to. Now, the portfolios as a whole have come together because we know how to do that. We've done it for a long time. But if you're in a place where you're borrowing money to go buy stocks— right, or an ETF or invest in the market like that, it's not a good idea. What happens? The market crashes. God forbid you lose a bunch of money. And now all of a sudden you still <laughs> you still owe what you borrowed. So that's a horrible situation to be in. So those are four examples of bad debt. Now let's talk about good debt because I think, you know, when we get to good debt, people a lot of times will just stop there or maybe they've heard some training and things in the past and say, all debt is bad. Well, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Just like any other financial tool, okay, um, debt is a financial tool. Think of it like this. So I'm holding a pen in my hand, and when I write with my pen, what happens is you can't erase what I write. So if I switched this pen to a pencil and I started writing down, you know, basically whatever I wanted to write down with the pencil, uh, somebody could say, well, I don't ever like to write in pencil because somebody could erase it, so the pencil's bad. It's not that the pencil is bad. It's just the fact that it's different than the pen, just like debt. 
Debt is something where it is a financial tool, and it's to be used as a financial tool. Think of it this way. If you've ever bought a bond, if you're a little bit older and maybe you've invested into bonds or even fixed income type funds, bonds are debt at its core. It's really what it is. You're borrowing money or you're loaning money to an organization or a municipality or someone, and what they are doing is is they are paying you an interest rate uh, or some type of rate, often it's called a coupon, to say thank you for borrowing this money. <clears throat> but when you look at when you look at good debt and using it to your favor, one way that you could uh, use it to your favor would be for education. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about college. Now, some of you are going to college and you know exactly what you want to do, and you have a you have a mission in mind, and you know where you're going to go, and you've you've um, shadowed, uh, you know, your, what you think you're going to do as a job with certain companies, <clears throat> excuse me, so you're in a place where you have an idea what that looks like. Many of you that are younger, or maybe you have kids that are younger, are in a place where they have really no idea why they want to go to college. They, they think they might want to do this, or they think they might want to do that, but they don't really know. So when I say education, I'm primarily talking about something that you've really vetted and thought through, and you have an idea that what you're learning is going to benefit you. You know, there was an organization called ClickFunnels years ago where many, many people wanted to start businesses and do things online. And uh, they would have certain courses and they would have certain online things. And maybe you were in a situation where to go to a conference or go to an event, it might cost you $1,000 or $1,500 or whatever. And you say, I really want to learn how to craft and create an online business but I don't have the money in cash right now, and I, but I do have a credit card, and I have a job, so I'm going to put that on the card, and I'm going to go to this conference. And while I go there, I'm not going to caught up, get caught up in the lights and the, and the noise and all this stuff. I'm going to be very intentional at learning, making notes, going home, and then putting what I've learned into practice so then I can not only pay off what I've, what I've spent on debt here to go to that, but then also build something significant along the way. So be very considerate around what type of education you're thinking about or contemplating if you're going to go into debt. I personally think traditionally for college in general, if you can go to a uh, community college or some type of college, even though it's not a big name, at the end of the day, you're in a place where you're still getting the degree and you, you can say, hey, I got this. Now, there is some benefit and value to relationships. I get that. But you must be intentional, depending on what you do with, with education. Uh, another one, another piece of good debt is um, in your own business. I talk about this a lot. And this is the idea that oftentimes if you have a company or you want to build a company, obviously you have certain, you know, the incubator stages, you're starting out and you're in a place where you're just starting to grow. What happens is you can be in a place where in your business, that can sometimes be the, be the best investment. Let me give you an example. So I mentioned I, earlier that I have other financial companies, right? And in those financial companies, we have um, assets that we manage. We have tax planning strategies that we utilize for families. We have safe investments and other just kind of financial planning metrics and alternatives. So sometimes what I've done in times past is I've said, okay, you know what? I can take this money and invest it either into here or there or somewhere else. But if I invest it into myself, I can be in a place where I can grow significantly. 
Now, once you have a little bit of a track record and you have a little bit of an idea of what it looks like to build your business or build your company, and you have an idea of what the return potentially could be because you've got some track record, well, now you can go out and say, you know what, to really put some fuel on this fire and explode it even bigger, what if I went out and borrowed a little bit wisely to cause us to be in another location or have another venue somewhere else or have more market exposure to some degree. So good debt is when you take a look at building a business with the intention and the plan that you're going to pay it off in a you know timely manner and you're going to be intentional about what you do. Now, a bad way to use that would be you saying, hey, I need another million dollars to invest into my business or 100000 or 50000 or a hundred million, depending on what your number is, depending on the size of your company. And you take that money, let's just say it's a million dollars and you borrow the money and you decide, you know, I think I'm going to go get a Ferrari. I think that'd be really cool. And also I think I'm going to go take that um, week trip on the yacht that we were looking at. It's going to cost us, you know, about $80,000, but I think it'd really be good. And we really need it. We deserve it. We, we, we have worked for it. And, you know, we'll put the other 700000 or 600000 of the million that you borrowed to work in the business, and we'll just use the rest of it to do what we want to do. That's being unwise. And I think if you're ever in a situation where you're thinking like that, I would challenge you to keep yourself from borrowing money to grow your business. Now, i got to be honest with you. In our companies, we have borrowed little, if any, in times past because I've just come from the school of thought that you, you pay as you go. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do, but I think it's something you must evaluate along the way because anytime you borrow, you got to pay it back. And then when you pay it back, you're in a situation where you're going to make extra money to do that. And hopefully your business grows along the way. But it can be one of the best investments, quite honestly, and one of the great ways to use a tool if you can capture a certain market share and grow. And that is borrowing money to grow your business. Now, another piece of debt. So the third and final uh, piece of good debt that I'm going to talk about, at least on this show, is in real estate, your home or other real estate. So let's say you want to buy a home, right? The American dream, go buy your home, right? I think buying a home can be a good investment. Now, there's other out, others out there that say, don't buy a home, just lease and rent and use the money that you would have you know, put into the house as a down payment to go and invest somewhere else. And that kind of thing, you know, buy other real estate and then and then go ahead and let that other real estate pay for your home. So if you choose to go down that road, you know, I don't think there's a problem with that. But the point is, I think borrowing money to buy real estate makes sense. Think of it like this. So right now, as we're currently speaking, interest rates are around mid three percent. Now, I know real estate prices are not going to go up forever. But what I can tell you with certainty is that money does not go away. It just moves. So what you'll see is you'll see lifting. You'll see price inflation or increase in certain areas across the country as people move there. I'm in South Florida right now. One of the things that we're seeing because we're having a lot of people move down to South Florida is the prices of much of the real estate is increasing significantly. Texas saw a lot of that increased demand. North Carolina has seen a lot of that increased demand. Tennessee has seen a lot of that increased demand. A lot of the states out there that are more conservative, tax-friendly, business-friendly, they've seen a lot of increase in demand because people want to move there. So what that does is that increases the price of real estate. 
Now, if you think about it like this, if you are intentional about where you are buying real estate, whether it's for investment or personally, you say, okay, if I can go buy real estate, maybe you're younger. Sometimes you can get a loan with almost no money down or just three or four or 5% down. What I would say is you're borrowing money, you're paying a rate of return, and you're allowing that property to appreciate. If you're using it as a straight investment tool, maybe you buy a property that's worth X amount of dollars and you end up getting a renter, and then that renter, the rental income, then goes to pay for the loan, and maybe you make a little bit of profit along the way or, or whatever, but you're in a place where essentially that renter is buying that property for you really can be a great investment long-term. And there's many, many people, not only in America, but across the world that have made a lot of real estate, or made a lot of money, built a lot of wealth through real estate over their career. I'm a big believer in real estate and, and different types of real estate. I think that makes a lot of sense. But I think you got to evaluate financially, where are you? And one of the questions that you have to ask is, especially if you buy the real estate from a, an investment perspective, like you're going to buy it and have a renter, you want to rent it out to someone, and then hopefully they pay the rent that which will cover your mortgage. I think a question you have to ask is, what does it look like if you go four to six months or even eight months without a renter? Are you able to pay for or carry the cost of that mortgage while that building and that property is empty? And if the answer to that is no, then my challenge for you would be probably not to rent that property until you have enough saved that you can be prepared and be ready. Now, if you're older, um, you know, that may be an, uh, something you don't need to worry about because you have enough money set aside and, and that's all good. But if you're younger, that's a question you got to think about. So I just wanted to take a little bit of time and talk about good debt versus bad debt. Listen, if you have a question about debt in general or other something else in that nature, reach out to the show, leave a comment wherever you're watching this, or if you're listening via podcast, uh, just send an email to connect at michaeldwall.com. Uh, there will soon be a, a full site set up as well where we can have comments directed, but for now, that's probably the easiest. And again, just to review it, we got bad debt. We got four times kinds that we talked about. One is a car overextending there, something beyond your means that you can't financially uh, make do. Clothes and consumables. I shared my personal story there, borrowing to pay off debt, as well as borrowing to invest. And then the three good types of debt, I believe, are education, in particular, the right education. So again, if, if the counselor at the school or somebody from a university says, this is the best investment you can ever make, is this education? I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I always agree with that. I mean, here I am, you know, 21 years later, we got multiple companies. I am 30 credits in. I don't have a, I don't have a degree from any university. I went to Liberty University. They invited me back in 2015 to speak at graduation. And I don't say that as a pat on the back. I say that to say, you're going to either be driven or you're not. And if you want to you want to go after something, you got to be willing to go after it. So think about the type of education you're doing before you borrow the money. The second type of good debt can be uh, your own business or growing a business. And the third type of debt can be real estate, either your own home or other real estate as investment properties. Listen, I hope that added some value to you along the way, just listening through good and bad debt. I want you more than anything, my encouragement would be to really evaluate what you are doing the decisions that you make, and be intentional along the way. 
Last thing I'll say is we're going to have some great resources coming out. We already have one coming out. I'm not going to share yet. I don't want to drop that seed. But if you want to make sure that you do not miss out on some of the wonderful resources that we're going to be providing to really help you make not only make good investment decisions, but grow a business. Maybe you got a desire to grow a business, how to do that. We're going to have some curriculum even around sales training and some other things like that at real estate investments and a variety of other things that are going to be coming out. Make sure that you take a minute and send an email. Just get out your phone, probably listening already or watching already on YouTube. Connect at michaeldwall.com. Again, connect at michaeldwall.com. Last but not least, if you're listening to this on podcast or you're listening or watching on YouTube, please make sure you share this show with three or four folks that you know need to hear this. Maybe you're older and you have a son or a grandson or someone else that says, man, they really need to hear this because not all dead is good and they need to be thinking through what they're doing and why. Share it with them. I guarantee you to add a lot of value to their life. And as always, my desire is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out to an investment advisor directly or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.